Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, it's from the Seagull Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. It is Christmas week. The stories are starting to wind down as the year winds down to a close. But I do have some interesting news for you this week. Some of it good, some of it bad, some of it bizarre, some of it involving the state of New York, where in fact, the nation's first right to repair bill actually managed to pass. The first right to repair bill is actually heading towards the governor's desk now to potentially be signed. The bill would require that repair information and parts be made made available to individuals and to any repair techs, affiliated, non-affiliated, or otherwise. Let me tell you, I am very eager for this. I really am. And I really do wish more states would follow this sort of thing. Because first off, there's plenty of theoretical situations out there, and some of which a lot of people have encountered. The farmers out in rural areas and John Deere tractors just being one of them that have had to constantly endure that. But I personally have a laptop sitting right over, yeah, actually right over, yeah, there, right, 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 right there-ish on my shelf that uh, had a glass of milk spilled on it and no one can actually get the parts for it right now, which by the way, super not thrilled with that, by the way, the fact that Dell promised us, and this actually is one thing I've very, very upset with Dell over, the fact that they promised us that they would support this particular laptop for years to come and they killed it a year later. And I am incredibly disappointed in them. I actually did try to contact Rossman Repair Group regarding the laptop. They said, unfortunately, because it's not an Apple, they cannot do anything about it. How about that? Being told that you can't have your laptop repaired because it's not a Mac. But they said it because specifically they only have schematics for Apple laptops, which, yeah, I get. Disappointed, but I get. So to see this get some legs, we'll see if it lasts. We'll see if it actually gets passed the governor's desk and actually put it into law, we'll have to see. In crypto news, yeah, I know a lot of people, you, a lot of you are very excited about crypto news, right? Who here's all in favor of crypto news? No one, that's what I thought. Well, Binance has agreed to buy Voyager's assets for $1.02 billion. All right, I gotta ask, I, I gotta ask the, the question, the elephant in the room, I have to ask. How long until uh, we find out that Voyager is going under? Actually, no, this is buying their assets, so they've already gone under. Does this mean that Binance is going to be going under? It it just seems like any time a major buyout involving crypto is going to happen or is about to happen, everything's about to go south. Granted, crypto is not exactly a space you want to be in right now. The whole thing with XTF has 100% poisoned the well. One of the big things keeping crypto afloat was the fact that you had a lot of curious investors that were uh, that were higher up in their years, so we'll just say it, well, the boomers for the most part, going like, oh, that sounds like a good thing to invest in. And these would be like the same sort of people that would go ahead and 
invest in some sort of novelty gold coin because it might go up in value. It's the same kind of customer. That's what has been helping crypto a lot. It is much harder for that kind of customer base to get in because now you've spooked them. It's easy for the other ones to be ignored. Almost nobody touched Celsius going under. Nobody touched pick a one. And by no one, I mean very few. Like maybe a Fox News covered it for like a minute in a top of the hour sort of scenario. Same thing with like a a CBN and whatnot. XTF is the crypto disaster that is not going away. And you can see it, it is causing a domino effect. As we're looking at the as we're looking at the article involving Binance buying Voyager's assets at the top of the carbide on CoinDesk's page, Bitcoin down, Ethereum down, Binance coin down, XRP down, Binance USD down, Dogecoin down, Dogecoin down significantly actually a whole two percent, Cardano down, everything is down. Potentially not by much, but it's all down red 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 oh no never mind we have one that's up chain link up to polka dot also is up not but but they're both like coins that are worth like apparently five bucks each litecoin's also up okay we have some that are like recovering someone in chat said the doge coin is elon's coin so that's getting an additional effect from being elon's coin i don't like i think by now I would say it's safe to say that Elon and Dogecoin have had enough of a separation that they almost don't matter. A Dogecoin crashed and then just sunk and stayed there for the longest time. Of course, now after saying that everything's been down, there's actually like a decent number of things that have been up as I let this carbide go. It figures, right? I wonder actually how many people even remember that that Dogecoin was Elon's meme coin. We'll have to keep an eye and see what happens with Binance down the road because everything seems kind of weird in the crypto world right now. Very, very sketch, but we just want to continue to ignore the fact of everything. Google, here's something that's actually interesting because Google has in fact reached their highest traffic ever. The most amount of search traffic it has had, period, ever. You want to know what brought it on? The World Cup. I find this fascinating. Like the World Cup we have every, what, two, three, four years or something like that? It like never gets the kind of traffic. But the World Cup this time, FIFA for once in its entire life has managed to drum up some serious traffic. You know what the worst part is? I know exactly why. Does anyone else know exactly why this World Cup has brought on more traffic than any other World Cup? There's two reasons. One, it's because one one other meme lord by the name of Salt Bay was photo bombing a whole bunch of pictures taken with Argentina, which was the winning team. And two, it was the first soccer game ever that was actually exciting. Like I'm being slightly sarcastic, but not by much. Soccer, which is what I'm going to continue to call it because football in, in this country, in the country that I'm in is something completely different has a couple of problems in the way that the game is structured. And unfortunately, because of the fact that the game is involves such a massive field and one very viable strategy is just playing keep away with the ball because you have so few people and the field is so massive, ends up being an effective strategy to burn out the clock once you score a goal, which ends up leading to a lot of zero score games. Actually, that's his biggest problem. 
but basically there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of times where actually multiple goals were scored during overtime and then were just made back up. It was actually an exciting game. So of course, everyone searched on Google to say, wait, what? The, the, the FIFA game was actually a good watch? It wasn't just an hour and a half of playing keep away, what? And that's what everyone is surprised about. And I believe that is why we see a new Google search record on that. It's more interesting to me the fact that nothing else has ever topped this. That is what's really impressive. Almost as impressive as the, I wanna make sure I get this acronym correctly. Is that actually what they're just called? That uh, MSG Entertainment had used facial recognition to remove a rival attorney from a Rockettes show. Someone in chat asked what, what became of not watching the cup due to human right, rights violations. That's what became of it. The biggest problem here with any sort of boycott like that is almost certainly the people who are willing to follow the boycott were people that were never gonna watch in the first place. Like very rarely are you gonna get someone like me that's like, I really dislike the way Blizzard's running things, so I just refuse to stream their games ever again. And I don't. It's very easy for me to do that. You tell that now to someone who actually, you know, likes playing Hearthstone, that likes playing Overwatch. Not gonna happen. What happened to all the people that said we're never gonna play another Blizzard game again? I guarantee you almost all of them went and played Overwatch 2. <sighs> Every single time. <sighs> anyway, back to this story. The fact that apparently a private firm was specifically using facial recognition to target a specific lawyer and say they were not allowed at their show. Wow. Wow. That is, um, that is a whole new level of petty. Can you imagine setting up tons upon tons upon tons of specialty cameras specifically to tell one person you're not allowed here like that is just incredibly petty but that is apparently where we're at now when it comes to technology of facial recognition we're just gonna go ahead and just say yeah no 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 we're just gonna no not thrilled with that at all needless to say it's gonna be very interesting to see if in fact the lawyer doesn't try to sue for this sort of thing and if they do, will there be any kind of success or not? Speaking of things that's going to result in a lawsuit, a Roomba has recorded a woman on the toilet. And then pictures from said Roomba ended up on Facebook. <laughs> Why is this a thing that exists? Like, you, you just, like, what do you even do? I just can't even. Now, here's the thing that actually baffles me, all right? Because I could have swore that uh, Roombas used proximity sensors as well as, like, a general mapping area for it to follow. I didn't think there were any actual cameras on a Roomba. Someone in chat says you can use Roombas as RC cars over the internet. Oh. See, see. This is why we can't have nice things. Details of how this all went down are still not exactly known at this time. It is unsure whether it is a malicious actor within the household or if it was done via a hack of the cloud system. 
My first impression would be the latter. We just don't know at this time. Now, speaking of other security breaches, Yuffie, not the character from Final Fantasy VII, the character from Anchor that wants to go ahead and say we are trustworthy with security gear has actually answered and actually has a full response of a quote, major Yuffie camera breach. The actual statement is as follows. For those who don't know, uh, Yuffie is a sub-brand of Anchor that sells security equipment. Their whole shtick is that it's easy to set up security equipment that puts you in charge of your own data. Nothing is stored on the cloud, except tech security researcher Paul Moore found that in fact, that is not true. The data is in fact is stored on the cloud, where in fact, anyone who knows what to look for can in fact look it up. They have now actually gone ahead and given a proper response, not the lame one that we got a couple of weeks ago. According to 9to5Mac, here is what the blog post says, that the Eufy security uses the cloud to send user mobile push notifications. It is true, as mentioned earlier, Eufy security is committed to reducing the use of, of the cloud in our security process wherever possible. However, some processes today still require us to use our secure AWS server. For example, in the case of security push notifications, when our user has chosen to include a thumbnail with the security notification, a small preview image of the security event is sent to our secure AWS server and then pushed onto the user's phone. This image is protected through the end-to-end -end encryption and is deleted shortly after the push notification has been sent. This process, this process also co complies with all industry standards. Now, they also admitted the weaknesses in the web portal while denying that any of the user data is exposed, saying that, quote, no user data has been exposed and the potential security flaws dis discussed online are speculative. However, we do agree there are some key areas of improvement, so we have made authentication changes. However, however, it doesn't, it still doesn't address a lot of things. First off, it doesn't address the fact that they lied just straight up. If someone really wanted to, they could totally go after Anchor for false advertising. Their advertising says to hell and back that you are in charge of your data, no one else. That's fiction, it's false. Only they have control, that's it. Well, I, well okay, well, let me, let me rephrase that better because I, I did that wrong. They try to say that only you have control of your data. That's not true. There is a cloud that has data and it has data for a while. You're even able to just using VLC media player, go ahead and get direct access to the live cameras. No authentication required. That is still not really addressed. They said they're making steps towards that, but they're not. This at least is one thing. They at least admit they have lied. That's about the only good in this. They are admitting they have completely and utterly lied about everything going on. So you know what? Hey, I guess good on them, right? You went ahead and admitted that you're a bunch of liars. I mean, as far as a lot of these security companies go, I don't even know who to go for. Like to me, I personally use Simply Safe at our business, at our work. 
I know they store a lot of data on their cloud, but quite frankly, the only data they have access to is like our lobby area. Oh no, you have direct access to an, an area that is open to the public. So we're like, whatever. But then you have companies like Anchor, Eufy, both of which are located in China and just seem to just not care. Which is a shame because Anchor actually makes some good battery products. You used to think you could trust Eufy. No, you can't. Who do you trust now? Ring? Yeah, that's what I need. Let's put the fate of my security in Amazon's hands. That sounds like a great idea, right? 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 It'll, it'll be fine, right? I do wonder how many of them are also like this. There's one other one that's like really big into like everything being set at home that nothing's using the cloud, but I can't remember what their name is now. In other news, I want to give a quick update to, um, to one story we talked about last week. We did talk about this last week, right? I now actually can't remember. Twitter had banned all links and usernames that go, that link over to another social media platform. And this even affected this channel here. If you put out a tweet that went to any other platform, including ones that weren't meant, because originally it was just affecting Facebook, Instagram, um, WeChat, Mastodon. I don't get Mastodon. Like everyone's trying to say that Mastodon is like the next, uh, the next Twitter competitor. I don't know how they are. They seem like an absolutely much more segregated Reddit. Like I don't see Mastodon going anywhere. Someone in chat says Hive. That was not one of the ones they mentioned. I thought it was, but it wasn't. The blog post also mentioned like, oh, True Social was another one that was mentioned. I don't know why. There was like two other ones that were mentioned that were like very, very obscure. But the thing is with this banned links thing, we actually went ahead and when we were done with the podcast, went ahead and put out a tweet saying we were switching over to Final Fantasy 14 on Twitch. And it'll link to my Twitch page where you can watch this podcast live, I might add. Twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. And... We got flagged for having harmful content in there. And it took a day and a half for it to be taken off as not being the case. <sighs> Someone in chat believes that it's just uh, out of pettiness that uh, Elon wanted Trump over and Trump refused to c come back to Twitter. It might be. I kind of doubt it. I think he was just mentioning every single social platform you could think of. Because why else would you mention the two open source ones that were going nowhere? But then again, I also don't know why you wouldn't mention Hive. Hive, for those who don't know, actually is like <clears throat> kind of the, it actually does seem to be like what could be a good Twitter competitor, despite the fact there's no desktop app. Well, this lasted all of three hours. And in fact, what was even juicier was that shortly after this, Elon went ahead and put a poll up saying, should he step down as Twitter CEO? How'd you think that poll went? Yeah, Elon lost that like 57 to 43%. Now the up, the actual update update is the fact that Elon has confirmed and said that he will step down as CEO of Twitter, but only after he finds a replacement. And I know what a lot of people are gonna say about this. He's not gonna do it. Oh no, he's not gonna do it. There's no way he's gonna do it. Someone in chat says the poll went with Elon backtracking on that. That's untrue. Like some other people were saying that Elon backtracked on it. I cannot find any 
evidence saying that Elon has said that. There is evidence that Elon has said that he will step down as Twitter CEO as soon as he finds someone, quote, foolish enough to take on the role, which does match info he had when he first started saying he would look for another CEO potentially to run Twitter. That does match. But this whole thing, and this was one thing I heard a lot about. Maybe they'll say, no, Elon backtracked on it. He's not going to step down. He's not going to step down. No one can provide the source for that. I don't know who started it. But it, as far as I can tell, that claim of Elon... Wait. All right. Chat's now saying he's backtracking on, on the poll itself. But the poll was about if he'd step down. That's the same thing, though. Again, there's still nothing saying that. <laughs> There's nothing out there saying that he's saying, oh, I'm going to have all polls require Twitter blue, or I'm sorry, all policy impacting polls require Twitter blue. I've had to scrub through his timeline, which by the way, still a bit salty. I had to do that. I cannot find him saying that. In either case, it does appear at this time, at least we might be, someone in chat says, you've seen the tweet where where he said that, but all he did was agree with someone that polls uh, that affect Twitter policy should, should only be votable by people with Twitter blue. Again, I have not seen that. It might be hidden under like replies that it's just like a in a, a, a reply, but I wouldn't look too much into that because here's the thing with Elon, all right? Here, here's the thing with Elon. Never pay close attention to his replies because he says the dumbest, most inane, trollish things as replies. Maybe down the road, there will be something that says, okay, maybe we should have a feature that says only people with certain criteria can vote on polls. Maybe that's a feature we'll see down the road. But at this time, there is nothing uh, with him trying to weasel out of stepping down as tw Twitter CEO. I will, however, give Elon some credit. He does deserve some credit. There have been a few feature, a few updates on Twitter that actually are good. The biggest one by far, in my opinion, is this one right here, where companies have a square profile picture. So you now have that extra layer of, you can't fake that for what is the legitimate organization and what is not. I am stunned that old Twitter didn't think of this before. That being said, I wanna know what we energy's excuse is for not having a square profile. There was another one now, and I can't remember what it was. Dang it, I'm drawing a complete blank. Now, maybe I'll think about it during the break. We're going to take a break here. Oh, actually, no, there is one last story I want to cover real quick. So we can just go ahead and put a nice bow around everything Twitter-related. At Elon's Jet has returned to Twitter, but now is just giving a 24-hour delay on every single one of uh, Elon's private Jet updates. So remember when Elon got really butthurt about um, being, having his active location docs, which by the way is still pretty uncool, I'm not going to lie. Well, um, the troll behind Elon's jet that went ahead and gave live updates as to where Elon is traveling in his private jet was banned because it was doxing him. Well, now it's just telling everyone a day later where he traveled in his private jet. Well, there you go, checkmate. Can't ban me now, it's not doxing your live location, it's doxing where you were yesterday. The level of pettiness the internet will go to some days will never cease to amaze me. Someone in chat says that Elon Jet was, uh, was, um, was doxing and it was illegal. 
that kind of gets into a weird area. Like, don't get me wrong. I still think what he's doing, I still think even what Elon Jet's doing now with the 24-hour delay is still bad, and they really shouldn't do it. I wouldn't want someone to, to like, log in where I drive in my car every day it moves. I wouldn't want anyone to, if I had a method like that, to do that either. Someone in chat says it's public information, though. I know, but it's still just, like, it still feels terrible, you know? It does. We're going to take a break here when we come back. We need to talk about AI art and much, much, much more. Also, Meta get, getting getting warned by the EU and allegedly a Titan card. I do want to clarify one thing. Someone in chat, someone in chat saying that it's not public information or it is public information. It is actually public information. Anytime a jet is leaving any kind of airport, it is actually public information. You can go ahead and skim that if you know where to look. If you're leaving a private airport, it is not, actually, I think it still is. I think it's still on the FAA's register and whatnot, but no, it is public information. Anyway, we'll be back. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. We have a very interesting little uh, story about AI-generated art. This has been a very interesting controversy when it comes to whether AI art should be allowed to exist or not. Like, obviously, artists don't like AI art. Unless they are 3D artists, then they want AI art to help as much as they can with a lot of the groundwork and a lot of the tedious work for a lot of 3D effect work. Well, Kickstarter has put their foot down. Kickstarter has suspended an AI-generated image project that was, um, we, we, we pretty much all expected it to just be used for porn, pretty much. The statement that Kickstarter made said that Kickstarter must and always will be on the side of the curtain of creative work and the humans behind that work. I am absolutely convinced they made that mission statement up. I am 100% convinced Kickstarter just wanted no part of this and just like, no, get that stuff off because we stand behind the people behind creative works. Uh, Kickstarter, I don't think you ever said, we stand behind you people. You're gonna have a hard time convincing me that, that Kickstarter had this stance before. But you know, that's, that's where they draw the line. And you know what? I don't fault Kickstarter for this. I'm just saying that um, I'm pretty sure you made that last part up. Now, the weird thing about the project, and unfortunately in my foresight, I did. Oh, I did grab it. Okay, there it is. I thought I did. The interesting thing about the, uh, the actual art project, the unstable diffusion, is that... Um, their goal honestly was pretty low. They were only asking for 25 grand for their AI art project. And they made double that and then some. The funding of course has been suspended as you can see on Kickstarter's page. But I gotta wonder, were they really gonna go ahead and actually make AI art for this? Were they, were they really gonna go ahead and actually do it? Maybe I'm just grossly overestimating how much money it would take to make an AI art site or an AI art generator. 
but 25 grand seems way low. Someone in chat and say is unstable. I don't think this is the same as like the other one. I'm pretty sure this project was new. Someone in chat saying this project is already out. And I don't think that's true. I love that someone in the chat says, join the discord, they have a website and then don't give any of it. Someone in chat says they need money to, to bootstrap their infrastructure, that's it. So the product's already out, this is just a fundraising. That actually might be why it was really suspended. Like normally Kickstarter likes to kickstart a project. If you're just fundraising on a site like Kickstarter to like enhance your funding, they're usually not for that. That might be why the whole thing was done in the first place. Member count in the Discord currently is 104,000. Was it actually like out, out? Yeah, this other one someone linked me is for stable diffusion, but not unstable diffusion. I'll have to investigate this later, but uh, yeah, it looks like they might've just been, they actually are functioning and whatnot, but I think it is just in fact a, um, okay, unstable diffusion specifically is designed for uh, making not safe for work AI art. Okay, yeah, it's, I think that actually, I think that actually is the problem is the fact that um, they already have, they already have launched. And the fact that um, they're trying to go ahead and raise additional funds to get them further along might be one of the reasons, one of the other reasons why they drew Kickstarter's ire. And maybe they just use them as an example, in addition to breaking other things as to why this whole thing went south. On the actual website itself, they have, uh, they have made another web website to go ahead and raise funds. All right, so they're going, I don't see them actually having a site site or like anywhere to actually like actually generate, but I don't know for certain. Anyway, that was a fun distraction. So it looks like Kickstarter just, they are trying to take a stand on this particular. So do I want the URL? Uh, send it to me, I'll look at it later. Cause I, we need to move on. We, we've already like, wasted a ton of dead air that uh, we're gonna have to edit through later. In the meantime, let's also just move on over to uh, ArtStation, which is actively hiding images, protesting AI art on their platform. So more and more sites are actually protesting the, um, <laughs> the, the fact that more and more people are just making art with AI and just flooding platforms and trying to basically just shove out any other actual artists. And I honestly, that's one thing I do agree with. That's one of the things with actual AI art that is a problem in my opinion. Like the fact that AI art exists and that you can go ahead, use a prompt and get an image made by an artificial intelligence. I don't think that's bad. I think it's bad when you go ahead and basically try to flood out all other art in order to get in and try to take advantage of a system because you can go ahead and generate art in a matter of seconds of questionable quality. I think that is an actual problem. So ArtStation saying no to that. Netflix is taking a stand on passwords. You've heard this threat coming for a long time about how Netflix is gonna crack down on password sharing that if you go ahead and dare to share a password with a roommate, with your, with your mother, father, son, daughter, whatever, your second cousin who lives far away and just borrow your password to Netflix, 
Oh, it is a terrible, terrible thing, and Netflix is cracking down. Well, we can always count on various governmental bodies in the EU to stand up for the average person, right? Right? Hey, man, the EU is getting us USB-C iPhones. They can go ahead and stand up to, to Netflix, not let us decide what to do with our passwords, right? According to the UK government, password sharing may be illegal. <laughs> One person in the chat that we know, that I know is from the e, from uh, Europe is just like, man, you funny, <laughs> you're hilarious. I try, I try. Like I like uh, in in everything I say about the about the EU Parliament and whatnot and and all that jazz, I say as an outsider looking in and just kind of half chuckling at like the overwhelmingly amount of like nannyism that seems to just go on with what they're willing to report on. And of course that's only what makes it across the pond. I have no idea about how, um, about all the other like little things that are just absolutely appalling that may or may not be happening. I have no idea on any of those. Person in the chat saying the EU is more corrupt than the US. There's an argument I don't want to get into. Which governmental system is more corrupt than the others? Man, there'd be an argument that would just ensure the most crippling of depressions who wins in that argument no one literally no one <laughs> this is just nobody wins someone in chat says netflix puts out a story about cracking down on pet on password sharing about as often as bethesda re-releases its own games someone in chat says it's not christmas without a useless argument about ranking government corruption holy cow i did not have one of those this year wait no holy cow my Christmas isn't valid. I have to do it over. Ah. <laughs> anyway, password sharing illegal in UK, apparently, possibly. You know what? Just Netflix, just do it. You keep telling us you got to crack down on password sharing. Just do it already. We're getting sick of the everything. Just, just do it. <sighs> but what can you do? Here's something concerning. Apparently, um, some Corsair K100 keyboards are exhibiting creepy behavior, saying that random typing may in fact happen when you least expect it. It's very concerning when, you know, just all of a sudden your keyboard may be typing just random things and you just never know anything about it. Apparently, Corsair is saying it is it is a bug, not a keylogger. Your keyboard is not actually haunted. No one has anything to worry about. It is just a bug about your Corsair key. Which keyboard? Which Corsair keyboard do I have? Actually, I have the K66. Okay, so the joke I just did in chat means nothing. <laughs> a lot of suspicion is actually on the macro function of the keyboard, and that would not surprise me at all the macro function on the, on the corsair keyboard is very very powerful but it being accidentally triggered by a bug yeah i could see that being absolutely responsible for all that sort of thing someone in chat says oh, i'm too poor for a k100 all right now i'm actually curious i wasn't curious before and i didn't care what is the price difference between a corsair k100 and my keyboard oh wow that actually does look like a really nice keyboard all right 174 versus 113 Fair. I don't know. I like the volume wheel. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I don't think I'd grab a K100 until uh, they settle this uh, this problem. So that is Corsair's actual statement. 
it is not a keylogger. It is a bug, probably with a, uh, probably with the macro software. Someone in chat said, are you kidding? I want a curse keyboard. It's a selling point now. Is it, is it really? Is it so that when your games go awry, you can say, oh, it's because my keyboard's cursed. All right, getting back onto the uh, topic of the EU, the EU has once again, well, to, to go with the old, old, old Bernie Sanders meme, the EU is once again asking Meta to be in an antitrust lawsuit. I had to actually double check the, um, the date on this story to make sure that this was actually current. Because it does seem like in every other day occurrence that the EU warns Meta over a Facebook marketplace antitrust breach. <laughs> Someone in chat said, and they'll warn Meta the next year and the year after that and the year after that. Are you kidding? They're going to warn Meta next week. I swear, it's like a monthly ritual. Every month you pay your rent, check your electricity consumption, change out your water filter, uh, threaten Meta with, with a lawsuit about antitrust breaches, um, wash your bed linen. You know, it's, it's just a normal thing you do once a month. Someone has gotten me in the exact loophole of saying that, don't you know next week is next year? Listen here, you little... Okay, someone actually did get... I used to actually change, so real, real talk here, I was just like rambling off things. I actually used to change out my water filter every month. Now I actually do, do it only th every three months because this area is no longer in a, um, a, a lead risk zone. It is no, I'm no longer in an area like that. So it's, wee. it's great. It's fantastic. We were told like your, your water might have lead. Does it? We don't know. Do you think you can find out? No. Speaking of annoyances, France has slapped Microsoft with a 60 million euro fine. And I almost said sense because for whatever reason, the font they used for the euro sign this time around looks very, very bizarre. And I'm not sure why it looks bizarre, but it just does. But in any case, Microsoft has been fined for placing ad cookies on user devices without their consent now and when you translate 60 million euros over to um, over to freedom dollars um it comes out to roughly the amount of money microsoft made by placing ad cookies on user devices without their consent i'm pretty sure this does nothing other than just get france about 60 million euros i think france is the only winner in this you said well, what about the people i don't think it matters i don't think there's any losers in this either <laughs> uh, what a great great fine that means something ah uh, well well that's enough of the insanity let's talk about something that's more sane like the most ridiculous card to have ever leaked ever ladies and gentlemen i present to you the ada lovelace titan a gpu that may or may not exist according to moore's moore's law is dead that is a quad slot GPU that <laughs> this looks like a brick. This looks like an actual cinder block that someone painted to make it look like a GPU. <laughs> it, it looks fictional. It probably is to be perfectly honest. Oh, but the sucker apparent supposedly allegedly has Two of the 12 volt high voltage or the, the, what is it? The 12 volt high wattage, whatever the heck it is. The high, 
the 12 volt high power connectors on it on this mammoth <laughs> GPU. And um, it is all based on just rumors at this point. All right, let's, let's just get that right. Someone in chat says double the risk of fire. Oh my Lord. Here's the real question though. What's the Ethereum hash rate on this card? That, that's the real question we need to ask ourselves. Is this why EVGA got out? <laughs> got out of the GPU business? They heard this thing and they're like, oh, hell no. We're done. Dude, we just can't even with this rumor. <laughs> I am surprised that only one person in the chat said the correct answer is zero because it's proof of stake, which is mostly the correct answer. No, oh, but I do want to say that... um. <clears throat> this thing is 100% a rumor. We don't know anything about this thing, anything beyond a rumor. The render has been made by Moore's Law is dead, and it is 100% just based on a rumor. I would say that the 4090 has killed any chance there being a Titan, <sighs> but this is NVIDIA. It is hard for me to say that anything is past NVIDIA and they're just absolute ridiculous, stupid amounts of greed. And now because I put my stories out of order, let's switch back to Meta. And the fact that Meta has been forced to pay a slightly higher fine of $725 million to settle the Cambridge Analytica lawsuit. So this one, is actually a result of a class action lawsuit filed all the way back in 2018, back when we cared about being spied on. Nowadays, of course, we don't care about that anymore because we just have no self-respect anymore in this day and age. Why? I don't know, we just don't. So thanks to this, $750 million will go to the lawyers and roughly 20 million of that will be split among the 40 million people that were part of the class action lawsuit. I made all of those numbers up, by the way. I actually don't know how many people were part of the class action lawsuit. Oh no, never mind. It was covering, oh no, that's how many users there were. How many people were actually part of the suit? Does the article actually say? In any case, if you were actually part of this lawsuit, uh, congratulations, you have won a cool 17 cents, most likely. Someone in chat says, we don't care, so Roombas can post pictures of you in your bathroom then? No, I don't have a Roomba. What do you think, I am rich? No. All right. Back to NVIDIA, because of course I was very good in planning out all of my stories today. NVIDIA is killing the Shield TV's game stream feature in February. Well then. This will make the NVIDIA Shield able to do something, I guess. What's its sole purpose to go ahead and actually stream games from your gaming PC in another room? Wasn't that like its thing? What's it gonna do now? Play Plex? Play that Netflix account that you went ahead and stole the password for? Well, NVIDIA said that once GameStream is killed, they recommend using the Steam Game Link feature to continue streaming games to your NVIDIA Shield. They're not even promoting the GeForce Now functionality, which is very strange. I guess it's just unable to do so, but this has caused all kinds of people on let it, on, on let it, Reddit to complain about this because apparently the shield streaming feature was far superior to Steam Link in every single way possible. Whoops. 
I just don't get it. Why didn't they just say, don't worry, you can go ahead and still use NVIDIA now or NVIDIA Go, whatever the heck it's called. Why promote Steams? It's such a bizarre move, but here we are, I guess, for some reason. All right, you know what? Do we take a break now or do we actually just go ahead and just push through? There's not that many stories left. I think we just push through. Let's actually go home and enjoy our, our time off. How about that? Someone in chat speculates that because Steam does local area streaming and the cloud service doesn't, so it's not a true replacement. I suppose that is what they're contemplating. Someone else speculates that the device is old. Maybe they're winding down support. Another good, another good theory. Another good theory. Doesn't mean we're going to see a replacement to the shield that actually supports their primary things. Or are they just going to let other people make the hardware and they just provide the service? Could be. I should make a gaming server. Anyway. We have some confirmed prices coming up for the Ryzen 7000 non-X CPUs, and they're going to be starting at $230, specifically for ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da, the Ryzen 5 7600S, which is going to be a six-core 12-thread part, 65-watt, starting at $229. This is for the non-X variant. So this will have a clock speed of up to 5.1 gigahertz, no idea what the base clock is, although I think the way the architecture works, there is no longer a base clock. The base clock is just whatever the heck they feel like based on the cooler you slap on it. I'd say that's a decent price. The biggest problem right now with the Ryzen 7000 series is the fact that the motherboard and the parts to get in it because it requires DDR5 and a more sophisticated chipset is more expensive than its Intel counterpart at this time. But basically, here's the way I stand on it. If you're looking to future-proof yourself and have the money to invest, I would recommend going AMD. Just because that platform most likely will last at least three, four years. So you can have a good chance of upgrading. The Intel one, we're going to get, what, a new socket next year? Mac got this. No, do not buy a Mac. I have a hard time recommending a Mac, period, right now. It's just, hmm, you're in such a weird spot with Mac right now. Because everything right now is using the last gen chip, except for like a couple of parts that are clearly like half-baked. Get a Chromebook. Now I know chat's just messing with me. Get a Chromebook. Friends don't let friends buy Chromebooks. Anyway, we are eager to see that Intel is going to be announcing their 13th core, their, thir their 13th gen mobile processors in just two weeks. And apparently some of these chips will be able to compete with the Core i9-12900K according to a leaked benchmark from a Razer Blade 18. Wait, 18? Razer is making an 18 uh, 18-inch laptop? And CES is going to get juicy, huh? Hmm. So we'll see how this, uh, this looks. 24-core mobile processor, 32 threads. How many of the... What's the percentage of efficiency versus performance cores, though? Like, unfortunately, Intel going this big little architecture, I know why they did it, but it makes trying to judge processors that much harder in all of this. Anyway, let's dip back to the EU because that's always fun. The EU and its legislation could bring back user replaceable batteries. User replaceable batteries. You know what? Like part of me would love to see user replaceable batteries come back in like cell phones and whatnot. It really would. Um, They are going to fight that. Can you imagine like the number of phones that this is gonna, just imagine like the segregation of just like 
a North American phone versus a European phone then. Cause you know what it's gonna result in. All the water resistiveness, they're gonna take it out. Oh, they could totally make a removable battery and still make it pretty waterproof. They're not going to. Like as much as I want to cheer this on, I just have a feeling just based on all the other nonsense that's going on, this is gonna backfire. And this is gonna result in some very, very petty quality phones and some real segregated markets between the EU market and the rest of the global market. And also, lest we forget, and this is something I'm gonna have to remind you of again, remember the EU law that said that uh, if a phone, if an electronic device charges via wire, that wire has to be USB-C and how it could very easily lead to a portless iPhone. Watch carefully if this legislation moves forward, how it's written. This could backfire. The devil is always in the details. Now, Fortnite is in the news again, having to pay a real fine. Basically, they're paying $320 million in fines in an FTC settlement, as the FTC alleged that children were exposed to dangerous content, including bullying and sexual harassment. What? I mean, the bullying makes sense. A game where just pretty much every single kid plays, that's it? Having bullying? Man, who would have thought? But sexual harassment, I like, what? What? But Epic Games has settled $520 million. I'm just not surprised. But some of this money actually is going out to victims. How much? I don't know. Actually, that's the question. How, many, how much of the, quote, sexual harassment claims was just kids saying they're doing your mom? So we'll see how much money actually goes out to victims. Probably not very much. But here's my point in all this. So, Fortnite fans, you know how the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV continues to win best ongoing game and best community support in the Game Awards, and you all complain that Fortnite doesn't? Hmm. I'm just saying, maybe, just maybe, there, there might be a reason for that. You think? Maybe? Maybe? Just, 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 just maybe. And holy cow, did I really rush through the ordering on these stories? Because here we now got an AMD story in regards to the RX 7900 XTX experiencing some core spots being upwards of 110 Celsius. Why are they this hot? Most likely because the cards were very quickly made and uh, were not very evenly mounted onto their coolers. At least that is what some early speculation is in regards to these hotspots. I am sure Gamers Nexus will go ahead and tell us at nauseum as to why this is happening and it will make for a very nice bedtime uh, listen to and and sing me sweet, sweet, just get us nice, nice to sleep very sweetly. And maybe that 110 Celsius hotspot temps can go ahead and help warm up the frozen tundra that I currently live in with uh, wind chills very close to negative 30 degrees Celsius. Wind chills, by the way. We're finally warming up though. But now it is time for the last burb. The last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the keyboard you need. All right, this keyboard, it takes RGB to a whole new level. You thought your keyboard able to show 
a different RGB light on every individual key is unique. You thought that was the peak in keyboard flashiness. You thought that LED strip around the edge of your keyboard was the peak. Oh no, the real peak is this keyboard with a display underneath all of the transparent keycaps and switches. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, as I'm like hyping this up, seeing Jack go, oh no, but half of them knew exactly what this keyboard was. Yes, it is a keyboard that will play video at I believe 30 frames per second. And man, it is, it is a real thing that exists. And th there are some uh, use cases for this. For example, um, you could have a diagnostic warehouse, uh, readout for this. If it is detectable as a secondary screen, you can just go ahead and have your rain meter on it, assuming that rain, rain meter is still valid in this day and age. I actually have no idea. It's just, this is the peak in keyboard things that we absolutely do not need. No one needs a keyboard like this. It is absolute stupid, worthless, and is just incredibly frivolous. So of course I want one. It is just the ultimate in showing off in everything keyboard wise. Folks, that is gonna do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. I do encourage you to check out the daily podcast, the early bird briefing. We are gonna be on a bit of a hiatus as um, well, first off, life just kept getting in the way. We're restructuring how we tackle that um, that key, uh, that uh, that show, but it will be back starting the first of the year. That'll be at anchor.fm slash early B-I-R-B briefing. And check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. Take care, and I hope you have a great day. down children let me tell you an ancient tale from ancient times long long ago we used to have computers that were actually so efficient because of just how much they sucked that they could actually fit entirely in the keyboard you see back then we could do such things and now, with the dawn of this keyboard having the actual board itself be used as the monitor, we have the ultimate in portable computing. Basically, we just made a smartphone with key switches right on its face. But at least this way, we can play Doom on it. Also, full version with numpad when? I just want to know. <laughs>